0: Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co host, John McGee. John, it's
1: been a while. It has been a while. It's but good, good to be we're with back you. in studio. Here we are.
0: I feel like I'm driving the old car again, <laughs> flying the old plane. I don't know. Just, it feels right. It's good to They're be like back in. I you turned
1: it on a plume of smoke Because even out. some
0: of our past episodes, we haven't been back here in home studio. We've That's right. been doing other things. Yes. We had the whole COVID era out there where we were out in the town center, and then we had a few in there and that. Other studio that we recorded and so now we're just back here homecoming like old times it really is i'm feeling good i'm feeling nostalgic so today we are going to talk about something that sounds like uh, to me a cross between leadership and star wars (laughs) um maybe star trek i don't know depending on whatever whatever genre or show there you like but it is very relevant to leadership we are going to discuss the difference between visionaries and in integrators and the differences and how they can work together. So why don't you just set this up? Why are we talking about this subject today?
1: That's good. Star Wars. That's really funny. Uh, yeah, integrator sounds like uh, Enneagram ten or something. <laughs> yes, brand <laughs> brand new, <laughs> brand new, uh, brand new category. So uh, here's the big idea: is that um, oftentimes in churches and organizations, um, a visionary. That's uh, and we can talk about I can talk about who that person is right now. That's that's oftentimes the person who uh, keeps the vision. They ideate. They think about the. future, Future, they um, they're kind of a, got a strategic bent, but one of their deficits is um, execution. Mm-hmm. So an organization is started by that, they're led by that, and then they kind of. Tap out yep. uh, at some point. There becomes a bit of a lid, and so the, the old, you know, I don't know if you heard the story, but uh, one time they hooked a horse up. Um, and I think I forgot what kind. of I horse I can it. tell
0: you right now. I have not heard this story. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I'll it's just stop you right there. <laughs> so you don't even know if it's true. Uh,
1: I don't know if it's true, but uh, it's it's told often that uh, you know they hooked this this uh, horse up to uh, a bit of a sled, and it could pull. They're trying to figure out how much could it pull. Eight thousand pounds yep. uh, was uh, was what it could pull. Uh, then they hooked up two. And come to find out, it could pull 2,400 or 24,000 pounds. Wow. I guess. So it really is a one plus one. Equals three, yeah, and so it's the same thing for uh, horses, I assume, uh, but it's definitely true for organizations. And so I think for us here at Watermark, there was a sense we were, uh, at least on my team, we were hitting a bit of a ceiling. I was pulling eight thousand, not even more, anywhere close, but I had <laughs> I had kind of <laughs> such a humble <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I had I had tapped out. Uh, you know, this old horse was uh, was kind of doing all it could, and so uh, there was a conversation going on around uh, staff. Um, you know, our organization is is. Big enough that even we have sections of our church that are as big as some churches, and so we we started having this conversation about putting integrators uh, into roles within uh, our. our Bigger teams. And so that's the experiment we began to run uh, almost a year ago. Yep. And uh, so we have in studio today the integrator of uh, Watermark Resources, Eric Hasfurther, uh, is with us. And hey guys. Uh, <laughs> hey, Eric. Does First he, time
0: podcaster. Do you make him we call you the integrator? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> right. it depends. That's you good.
1: Know. He normally sticks his ring out and makes me kiss it uh, when I walk <laughs> by. I, I, I can't look him in the eye. Uh, those kind of things. He's that's pro- really good. Powerful guy.
0: Eric, were you familiar with this term before you and John started
2: working together? Uh, I was not. I'm okay. familiar with the role and the function yeah. kind of what I do. That's that's what I'd done in the past, but had never heard that term. It was a little bit Star Wars or uh, yeah. Engine Part
0: yeah. to me. Yeah, it does sound, it sounds a little bit mechanical. So how did that, like, how did you find Eric That were and how he was going to help you with Watermark Resources? How did you pitch this to him? It was, like we said, it was a vocabulary word he had never heard of. Yeah. So how did you, why don't you share some of that story?
1: Yeah, so Eric and I had actually worked together. Um, the AWAKEN conference it was one of the conferences that we had uh, done uh, before COVID, and it was new and big uh, to us. It was down at the Dallas Convention Center, so whole whole new level of complexity that we had not uh, kind of experienced. And um, someone said, "Hey, you guys should get to know Eric Hass further uh, He just sold one of his businesses. I bet he'd give you some uh, some time." And so uh, we talked. And basically, <laughs> the way that worked was, you know, we'd stand in front of a whiteboard, and I'd say, "Eric, we need to do this, this, or this," and um, and can you go figure this out? And in very short order. Uh, things that were complex, things that I had no idea about, things that were, the problems that were much bigger than I knew, candidly, uh, would come back with solutions and we'd stand in front of that same whiteboard and Eric would just draw out and he said, this is uh, this is what you need to know here, and these are the two options we have. Um, to make a decision, this is my recommendation, and here's here's why. And it was just a ton of fun yeah. uh, to work. So then uh, to work with him, and then when we finished up that that project, um, you know he he went on, I went on, and when it came back to this conversation, um, there was other other people and myself were like, hey, Eric would be great. I don't yeah. know if he'd say yes. So we had coffee and began to kind of pitch uh, this idea to uh, Eric. And he's just being the integrator that he is, he had a million questions, yeah. a million <laughs> questions, right? So a visionary, you pitch them and you tell a story and they're in, yeah. and an integrator is going to ask you questions to death because they want to be uh, thoughtful uh, about it. And so we would meet and we'd ask, he'd ask questions after questions after questions. And I, that, I overplayed that a little bit, but it was fun to watch his mind work. Yeah. And I thought even even the way you're, we're talking about this, Eric, and the way you're approaching it um, shows that you have a skill set that I don't have mm. and I, I need that. That's um, really good. Our team, a really better said, our team needs that and our church yep. uh, needs that. And so that's, that was uh, the conversation. Uh, we could talk about onboarding, but any other thoughts uh, on that? Well, let's yeah.
0: do this real quick. So Eric, I would love, let's talk about where these terms came from real quick, okay. because these aren't words that we made up just one day after a couple cups of coffee. So I want you to talk about that. And then also, how would you define an integrator? So John defined what a, who a visionary is. What, how would you define an integrator?
2: Yeah, that's great. I think, uh, thinking back, when John uh, talked to me about the job, I think COO, director of operations, those are kind of the terms we originally used that made some sense to me and what I'd I'd done in the past. Uh, But he, uh, shortly after I'd hopped on staff uh, and kind of taken that position, he told me about a book called Rocket Fuel, Yep. Uh, and so, we read that together over Christmas break, kind of compared notes through text, and then when we got back after Christmas break, talked about it. And that is the book that used the term visionaries and integrators. And uh, I, I think John said it before. It's like, hey, that book hit really close to home. When it's describing you know, a visionary, uh, and then it's describing an integrator, which is me, I could see John and all the visionary side, and I could just, yes, that's me, yes, that's me, yes, that's me. Uh, on the integrator side. So that's where the terms come from. When I think about an integrator, uh, what I think about is really a a complementary part or opposite to the visionary. Uh, They're executor, a prioritizer, uh, a laser focus on Mm -hmm. follow-through, not only for themselves, but also for the team. uh, And then really just moves the entire team or organization uh, to action to get things done. Um, If visionaries are the why... People, I think an integrator is the how. Okay, person. say that again. That's really helpful. I yeah, think that's yeah, a that's good. good summary. That's good. Yeah, a visionary is probably the why yep. person, and an integrator is the
0: how Very good. person. Okay, so I think that gives everybody a great category there. So you also used a word uh, opposite, which means that, and some of this will will come out as we go through more of the content here, but. Uh, that could be uh, conflict, right, uh, with, with the opposites. And Absolutely. so, um, what we hope to be able to describe as we go through and tell your story and some of the keys to success for visionaries and integrators is seeing how the opposites really will come together and make a whole that is better than any of the parts that are that That's are it. separate. That one plus one equals three analogy yep. that you will go further and uh, get more done more efficiently, not for you, not to build your kingdom, right, John, I'm looking at you Absolutely. here, or, or to uh, not to make you the hero, Eric, mm-hmm. like, oh, you mm-hmm. would have been nothing without me, but really for the kingdom's sake Absolutely. here to just say, Absolutely. hey, this, is, this work that we're doing as church leaders is that important, and God, in his infinite wisdom, made me with some limitations, and uh, also made me codependent on some other people in all the right mm-hmm. ways that's in right. that codependency, that's right. and that's where this this uh, blend really can be
1: pretty amazing when it comes together. Love it. I love it. Okay. But hey, uh, let me insert this here just in case I don't um, at some point. Uh, what's going to happen, I'm pretty sure, as I talk talk about visionaries, I'll be really excited, and I'll talk about how awesome they are and how uh, important <laughs> they are. And generally, in a, in a church, um, those are the guys. That's your senior pastor. He's yep. got a microphone. He feels very important. That's the CEO in a company, those kind of things. Um, and really, what was, what was really great about that book is... Um, just the math, uh, the breakdown in society of visionaries and integrators, and it comes to come to find out there are less integrators than there are visionaries. And okay. so Eric and I have joked, it's like you know, hey, I'm you're the scarce commodity here, yeah. uh, man. So I can't I can't tick you off because uh, you can leave. I, I don't have any options. You know, yeah. There's I, there's a there's a ton of me. There's little of you. So you have to see um, again, it, it, see it as a, as a gift from God. These are these are your gifts, and you're going to deploy them. And no, as if anybody understands the. Um, the lack of hierarchy and gifts—it should be Christians. Amen. They're given for the building up of the body. That's what's so clear in Ephesians four. Um, and so I, I want to just speak highly of the value of an, an integrator, regardless of what I say uh, at this point. And then second would be uh, some people are automatically going to be thinking about hires mm-hmm. and uh, putting someone else on the org chart. And I would say this is actually a really good time to think about org charts coming out of COVID. Uh, people are reimagining their their church or their cause or their mission, and they're they're thinking about uh, what could be. And I would put this in the mix of um, you know things to think about. So if I was a an elder at a church and I had a, um, a visionary leader, senior pastor who was getting stuck, I would absolutely think about not replacing one of the roles I had and putting an integrator uh, next to him. So, but if you don't have that um, uh, that option, you can still look for uh, gifted uh, laymen leaders in your church who want to help. And I early on um, in some of my first ministry uh, endeavors, I had a, a team and there there was two guys. I didn't know the terms at the time. But the two guys were integrators. We would talk about visions and plans, and they had day jobs. But like in the morning, um, that flow charts would uh, appear in my uh, in my inbox. And I was like, "That's exactly what we were talking yeah. about." And I could use that then to kind of explain the ideas uh, to the broader staff. And so that I didn't have quote unquote a staff integrator, but well, I had I had people around me in this church yep. who played that role and helped us go further faster.
0: And if it's not hiring somebody or getting a volunteer, look at somebody who's already on your staff or on your team. A Can part, you? read Deploy, redeploy, because somebody may listen to this and go, that's me, that's yes. me for the first time. Right. I, I feel like I have a, a word to describe where I think I add the most value. That's it. Okay, let's talk through the keys to success for each of these two roles. And so, John, we'll start with the visionary. So, why don't we start there? You've got four keys to success that you want to share. Let's start with the very first one that is to define new reality for the team. Why don't you unpack
1: that? Yeah, so if you have a team, you have a church, you have an organization, you're going inter- to uh, introduce a integrator. Uh, you're going to have to explain uh, why this is a good idea and bring everybody uh, along. And so uh, for us, um, I think I met with our directors and said, you know, hey, this is what this, uh, this role, whether Eric says yes to it or not, this is what this role is going to um, uh, do mm-hmm. for you, for us. It will mean a little bit less time uh, with me. I actually don't remember, like tears at that point. It's, yeah. really, inter- it's really interesting. <laughs> I, I don't remember it being a very emotional conversation. Um, and then, um, And then when Eric came on, we pulled the org chart out. And we just said, this, this is what this means. And these, the, here's the hypotheticals. Uh, if, you, if this happened, this is where you would go to Eric. This is where you would go to me. Uh, a yes from me yeah, or yes is a yes from Eric and, and vice versa. Yeah. So you don't have to go, but, but, but I need to talk to John. You don't. You just talk to, to Eric. Uh, and we kind of talked through uh, that and really uh, about how that, that person was there uh, to serve them and um, and so I think that was uh, that was really uh, really good e, you want to say something
2: yeah I think that uh, that was just really helpful uh, Visionaries are typically you know a dynamic leader uh, somebody that people uh, certainly uh, look to for all kinds of things and so to come in and to have John uh, empower me mm-hmm. in that way, uh, I think was really beneficial uh, for me getting kickstarted and for our team just to, to truly understand. Hey, my natural bent might be to go to John, but he's pointing very clearly over here, and so that's allowed me to do my job well, and I think serve the team well and bring some clarity to them as well.
0: Yeah, I my so, I can imagine for a lot of teams that are led by a high visionary leader when they hear about this that this person is here to help fill in where i have some weaknesses or deficiencies that's probably too strong of a word where there's some things lacking uh, in me and this person's going to fill in and we're going to make more progress and and get more things done there you know you were joking of going they weren't sad <laughs> to hear that but i bet there really is some some relief to go. Finally, there's no more. There's not. There's going to be fewer bottlenecks, no bottlenecks. Absolutely, and we're going to actually start to get some of this stuff done. Yep. So there was probably some joy met with all.
1: Absolutely. That. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's totally
2: true. I uh, I spent some time going meeting with each person on our team and uh, and just asked them, hey. How can I help? Like, what value do you see? This is this is the job description. But what value do you see me adding to the team? And it was that: Hey, John has incredible visions, but John has limited time. Or, mm-hmm. Hey, John has incredible visions, but sometimes I don't quite understand the next step to make it happen. There you go. And so they were excited uh, for that. And you get to bring clarity yep. with
1: all that. Okay. So, so what, define the new reality. Can I just say one other thing yeah. in here: So visionaries, you're going to have to check your ego in at the door, and. Um, I, I'll just be honest, um, you know I don't know if anyone else talks about this, but uh, I will tell you my experience. What happens is uh, Eric office is right next to me that was intentional and you have people that walk into his office <laughs> that used to walk into mine yeah. and ask for an okay or run an idea by and you look out there and you're like, I know exactly what's going on. that person used to come <laughs> to yep. me yeah and you have and and so just just acknowledge the humanity That's good. Uh, of that. And then reframe it to go, you know what, they're they're moving further, they're moving faster because I am not a bottleneck and we, we just won. Yep. Uh, even though the horse, now there's two horses, at the, the spotlight used to be on just the one visionary horse yep. well, and it, that, that's kind of fun, but now there's two, there's, the spotlight is shared and we're doing a whole lot yeah. more. So just know that there's going to be a bit of a chink, uh, a bit of a hit to your ego and that's part of the process. Lean in. And get used to it, and see it. See the bigger win um, as as worth it.
0: I like that. Okay, so define the new reality for the team. Key uh, to success number two will be to empower yep. the integrator. This is really important. Yes. So talk about
1: that. Okay, so here's what's going to be really hard. If if you do this, is you are going to think you have a bit of a yes person who takes tasks off your list. That that is an admin. There you go. And if you need someone, you know, uh, to, <laughs> which no one does this on our staff, but pick up your dry cleaning, uh, you know, or the kids from school or, you know, uh, organize your vacations or those, that's an admin, uh, an integrator, a COO or something like that. That's someone who is a lead with, hmm. right? They are not taking things off your, uh, the tactical things off of your to-do list. They're leading with you out of their own gifts and they feel empowered, which will then give them them energy and creativity to go execute their job. No, this person that you want doesn't want to simply do things that are on your to-do list. They want to help and lead with you to execute uh, this vision. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: It might be the most difficult aspect of of this whole uh, combination between the visionary and the integrator, because if you're a visionary who has learned how to get some things done yep. and has experienced some success, and you like having your hands and all the, all the different aspects of your ministry or yes. your organization yes. to then let go of that and actually empower somebody else. You can be listening to the podcast going, this is exactly what I need, but then in the execution of that, it's really, really difficult right. to watch those people go by to the other office or to not be the one making all the decisions. So I would imagine that the uh, that identity and sure. uh, new habits, all that would be really difficult for the visionary, but it is. I'm glad it's on this list. That is a key to success. If you don't empower the integrator, then, uh, then it's just a, a spot on the org chart, and yep. that's it. That's good. Yeah, John, I've,
2: uh, I've heard, I don't know if it's you or someone else around here, say, hey, you can have control, or you can have speed, uh, but you can't have both, and so know. I think at some point, uh, John, you just you just made the decision on that front that that ultimately moving forward in progress was uh, was more important than the control
1: still over uh, the fourteen different areas you now had your hand <laughs> in. So right. I'll give you, and I'll give you one uh, one example of this. Um, so thinking about new initiatives, okay. right? So the, my bent is to dream up a whole bunch of things and put them all into motion at one time. That's just the way I operate. Uh, that's that feels natural and fun uh, to me. And Eric came in and he goes, "Hey, listen, we can do anything you want." But we're gonna do them, or I think we should do them at three at a time, and I was like, that felt like handcuffs. Yeah. You know? and he was like, No, I think if you'll if you'll stay with me on this. Uh, I think that we can have a disciplined execution for a few things and actually accomplish a whole lot more in less time with more excellence. And so now you can help me You speak out loud, talk about which one, you know, three, I think we violated it before, but in in principle, we take on three big projects at a time and uh, and Eric feels empowered to say, this is what I think is best. And, uh, And so then the team looks at him and goes... Hey, Eric, you know, uh, I heard John talk about that. But specifically, what does that mean? OK, great. We're doing these three things um, this quarter or this, you know, this year, those kind of things. And so uh, he's empowered, again, not just to take everything on the whiteboard and go, great, I'll go I'll go get to it.
0: I like that. OK. Key number three is this, is to give access. What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah. So I've seen this. Um, so I've, I've seen all of these pitfalls um, before before. For me, for others, they um, they don't clarify what this person's going to do. They don't empower them. And another one is they don't give access um, to uh, to the uh, the integrator. So the the visionary flying high, and um, you know it's, it's not my story, but you know people are flying all over the world and in different time zones, and you know they'll send an email occasionally when they can. Well, the, it's really hard to execute a vision that you don't understand, or uh, when you don't have uh, the yeses that you need to keep moving. And so, uh, just for for Eric specifically. Um, I always pick up the phone unless I, unless there's some reason I can't, if Eric calls mm-hmm. me anytime I pick up the phone. Now I don't pick up the phone for everybody. And, uh, on the first ring, um, I respond to his texts first. I respond to his emails first. I respond to his meeting request first. And I try to put time on the calendar. Uh, I, um, you know, we've got to text our our wives. Uh, we we do some of the same workout regimens, and so we we laugh uh, over the weekends. I, I try to build the relationship there, and so all of this is going to come out of a relationship. And he has mm. to have access, and he has to have time if he's going to lead with right. Uh, and otherwise, he's an admin, and I just send him a to do list. Yeah, that's really helpful uh, for me,
2: Adam. That that he does that uh, because it allows me to move fast. It allows me to keep our team moving in an efficient way Uh, if there is something that I I want John to speak into or need John to speak into. it just That is something that uh, I I feel highly respected uh, when he does that. And it also really allows me to do my job well. I'm not sitting around waiting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, I can see how I I like that it's on this list because you've, again, you hire the person, you bring them on, you you define the reality, you go, you can do all this stuff, but I never answer your phone call or you get 30 (laughs) minutes a week with me. Then it's not going to work. There has to be. So, in some ways, this doesn't make your life easier immediately, correct? Right, because you're now answering more phone calls, answering more questions, yep. taking more meeting requests, yep. and he's not doing that just be, to be mean, right? There, <laughs> there truly is information exchange that is needed yeah. to get what's in your brain and his brain, yep. so that he can start to identify the issues and yeah. And go yeah, after.
1: Eric had on any topic, he had three to five times more questions than I would have thought. Yeah, and um, and so we talked about that, the first, especially the first ninety days. Like, I assume you know nothing. I'm not frustrated. Ask. Any question that comes to mind, and there were a lot of really, really long meetings. Tell me the history of this. Tell me the why. Uh, have you ever thought about anything else? You know, who are the key players here? And uh, and it was not my natural bent because I just want to uh, move. And uh, but that was that was time really well spent. Okay, so, what
0: was more difficult, the checking the ego or giving access? Ego.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. helpful to know.
0: All right, last one, last key to success is to communicate. So uh, what do you mean specifically
1: right. by that? Yeah, so here's what happens. For a visionary who also is the executor, um, the integrator, they don't have to take time to explain uh, all the steps and all of the why. Because they both, they you know, so for me, uh, I'll think of something. I've spent a whole weekend, uh, with. It, gone on some runs, prayed, thought, like, we absolutely are doing this. And then I come, and I just tell people, you know, ask people to to do things and they start going in motion. They may I I don't even have to tell them why. I can just uh tell them to, to do that. And I know in my head why they were doing those things. Well, now you have another step here. You've got to clearly explain uh, what it is that you're trying to accomplish, or the why, or the vision, or the long-term plan, all those things, so that the integrator can then begin to execute. And so you're like, hey, I've just had this half-baked idea. They can't really execute on yeah. that. And so it's going to take a little bit more work that you didn't used to have to do. <laughs> and so I, There were some times I would tell Eric to do that, and he goes, great. I'm not really sure what you mean by that how do you not know what, <laughs> what I mean by that I've, I've been thinking about this for at least uh, 48 hours you yeah. know it's so it's so clear and uh, it was just a new skill I had to learn I've got to then kind of uh, in, in much more not not too granular but more granular but detail than I would normally um, operate out of I've got to explain uh, with Eric and then he batted out as well so and then also give someone else the opportunity to speak into yeah. it. if he's gonna execute he needs to feel like it's a good idea so he can pressure he might it, polish it a uh, little as well bit, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. John, I think uh, in a small church setting uh, where the visionary is the integrator, right, that clarity of vision to execution is perfect because it's in the same person's brain, Yeah. right? So, they don't even have to practice the exercise of communicating clearly because it's it's just perfectly clear before they go do it. And so, I think that's something in a small church or small organization setting uh, that could be a really big leap is, is I mean, if, if you're a small staff, you're not used to having to communicate your ideas. You think
0: about it, you go do it, and everything's clear. Do you anticipate that the communication piece will get easier the longer you guys work together? Like, do you think that you're communicating more now because the relationship is
1: still relatively? I'll let new? you answer that, Eric. What would you say?
0: Yeah, I think so. You know, I've I've learned.
2: John's language is some. I have just an institutional knowledge now yep. that I didn't have either. I had to ask a ton of questions just to even begin to understand the way he thinks or when he references something, what what he means, what's the backstory behind that. And so, to me, it feels like I can pop in his office and we can have a conversation and it can be a lot more efficient and quick and I can leave with a lot more clarity yep. sooner than yep. I used to be able yeah, to. Yeah, you can
0: start to look around the corner and anticipate. I bet this 100%. is why he's thinking that. Yes. But... Uh, you can't, th- but you can't uh, not communicate. Sure. I don't know if I'm saying that the right way. Sure. You still have to double check those. Like, hey, I bet you're thinking about it this way. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Because what, what the visionary, what you don't want the visionary to do is, is uh, you don't want the integrator to stop talking to you and starting to guess. What you're thinking behind your back and in rooms where you're not there, because inevitably you're going to guess wrong. Right. You know, I'm right. trying to don't try to represent me in the room when I'm not there. Yep. And uh, so let's let's talk. Make sure that we truly understand each other. You know what's going on in my head, and I know what's going on in yours because things can really go sideways. Sure. If somebody's guessing sure. a lot.
1: That's right. Yeah. I think um, to Eric's point, I think we as we know each other more, spend more time together, we kind of kind of it's like an old married couple. You know, right. We read each other's mind. And in marriage, all analogies break down. They all and they all get wonky. But marriage is not. A Bad uh, analogy, yeah. Just uh, to, to start with here, um, but I think now I've, we spend a lot of time communicating about like, hey, pressure test this. Think with me uh, on this. That ends up being a lot of our conversation. So um, before we transition to talk about integrators, I want to make sure this feels like a, a, a new to do list for visionaries. Yeah. Um, and I want to I want to remind you that the the why is because they can do the things that you are probably not awesome at or that cause a lot of drag for yeah. you. And so if, if you can spend the time, do the hard work um, of bringing this person on, uh, on, empowering them, communicating, getting your systems and um, kind of all rhythms uh, ironed out, then you are free to run yeah. and to dream. And to inspire and to be curious and to go chase down, you know, ideas that, that you have. It's the thing that you want to do right now that you don't have time to do. If you'll spend just a little bit more time um, and thoughtful energy of helping your integrator uh, come on, you'll get to do that. Yeah. And uh, so for here in this church, what happened during COVID was uh, I think I would have been pulled uh, way, way down into the weeds on uh, the resources side. Well, because Eric was here, uh, everything was running really more smoothly than had I been there. And I was free then to help lead our church. I had extra capacity that I wouldn't have had uh, otherwise. So our church really did win. Uh, because Eric was here. And I think whatever it is that is left undone, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you have this person, you now have time, space, mental energy for it. So, it is a win. But we did talk about the, the things you're going to have to do to make this work. My guess is, and I'm going to say this a little bit different, but I bet it's the same, You know, very,
0: very similar to what you're trying to get at there. You're not adding time to your schedule. You're swapping time on your schedule, because uh if, yeah, OK, you got to communicate more, you got to empower, you got to give access, more phone calls, all that kind of stuff. You were already spending that time on something that was probably not productive, and it was probably just uh, being frustrated and wondering yeah. why, why is my team not doing more of right. what I want them to do? And so this is just swapping things. This is taking unproductive activity and now you're making it productive activity. I think,
1: especially initially yeah. there is. And then, but I think net net, there is a, there is a time. There's just no question. Yeah. There's a time gain Yes, uh, and definitely an energy gain.
0: Mm-hmm. There you go. Okay. So those are the keys to success for a visionary. You got to define the new reality for the team and power the integrator, give access to the integrator and communicate continuously with the integrator. So, let's transition here, Eric. What are some of the keys to success for integrators? We'll talk about those. You've got four of those. So, the very first one is force clarity. Why don't you talk about that?
2: Yeah, I remember when I hopped on uh, to the resources team, uh, John described to me, hey, this is something we're thinking about. This is something we're actioning. This is, And it felt a little bit like spaghetti to me. Uh, there were all these ideas, and they were going different directions. And, and I know they were all related. They are all part of the same meal, but it, it just didn't make sense to me. And so uh, I thought one of my early roles uh, was, and and I think integrators, uh, it's important that they um, view one of their main priorities as forcing clarity. And so extracting out of the visionary's head what they're thinking, and then helping to uh, understand it and prioritize it. Uh, And so John and I went through an exercise uh, early when I was here where I kind of took these 12 things that felt somewhat related but a little bit disorganized. And we sat down in front of a whiteboard for, you know, three or four hours. And I uh, I, I put a sticky note up on the board that represented each uh, each initiative that I'd heard about. And then I also had sticky notes that represented each person on our team. And I'd say, okay, how much time is this person spending here? How much time is this person spending here? And we tear the notes up. And what we came up with at the end of kind of three or four hours was, hey, we got a bunch of really great ideas, and we don't have enough resources to actually go execute them all mm. well. And so I think the end result of that that that, uh, I've heard from John since was he kind of could finally look at it and say, "Okay, I get it. We can't do all these things well at the same time. So I'm with you. Let's prioritize. And so it brought clarity to me in terms of what I was to do next. Yep. Uh, what I was to help the team focus on. And I think clarity for John too of, hey, this is our next best yes. This is the way we can accomplish all 12 of these. It's going to be in an order.
0: Okay. So sometimes you're forcing clarity by taking ideas and drawing them out. Mm-hmm. Creating it and making the, the words into something visual like yes. you did right there with sticky notes. And mm-hmm. I can imagine you wrote somebody's name and then you just start ripping. That's, yeah, that's brilliant. That's you're it. ripping sheets yeah, it of paper off exercise. and going, all right, well, 50% of that person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now we're out of sheets of paper. That's really good. The other way you force clarity that I've heard is through just asking questions. Is that true?
2: Yeah. The difference, I think, in a visionary and an integrator uh, is that a visionary can uh, leap off the cliff and then figure out the rest of it. Right. I'm the opposite. I want to know everything that's going to happen before I even think about taking that first step. And so, uh, there's a tension there, but when there's respect, it works really well. And so, I get to sit in John's office, or he and mine, and, and ask, just, hey, Why? What do you mean when you say this? Okay, what's going to happen if we do this? And and I just try to, as much as I can, via my natural wirings, get that really clear picture. So now I know kind of where to aim, and I can hit that bullseye uh, with a high assurance, at least.
0: What do you guys do when the tension does arise? Because how how do you, if you you know, um, so you're having that conversation. I want to jump off the cliff, and we'll we'll build the plane in the air, as Caitlin says, right? We're going to just take off, and we'll build the plane in the air. And you can hear no sometimes or questions and I would imagine feel some frustration. Yeah. So what, what, do you, what do you do mentally to, to not get frustrated and realize, no, I need this right now. This is good. It's not one's better than the other.
1: Yeah. We need this. Uh, cage match. Okay, we so just go and we take our shirts off and you just, just wrestle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That so,
2: explains a lot. And good thing he's got lines on his office door because it gets a little awkward.
1: That <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we just talk it out. So like, there's a uh, there's a level of respect uh, that's so good. Like you, if you don't respect this person, do not hire them. Do go. not an integrator if they don't respect you, don't come. Don't mm-hmm. do that. They tell them, look them in the eye and say, you need an admin. You don't need an integrator. Yeah. Um, and so I think I think that's it. Um, I don't. Like being told no but I've, I'm learning to trust Eric uh, more and more he's got he's got superpowers we um, you know watermark music is coming um, uh, online the level of complexity in the music industry I did it's uh, crazy I mean i I had no idea I thought I knew and I, and uh, I said, Eric hey, can you just kind of figure this whole thing out and he came back with a diagram that made my head explode and he said this is this is how this all works. <laughs> And I just thought, I mean, God bless you. Like I, yeah. that would have taken me a year and I would just, well, I would have quit. I wouldn't have stuck with it. Yeah. And, uh, and it took him, took him some time, but a whole lot less. And he was able to explain it really, really clearly. So I've just, I'm learning to see, um, the, the beauty of the way that God made Eric in his, uh, his gifts which are different than mine, valuing them. Uh, and then just like any relationship, you talk it out, uh, hopefully the best idea wins. Um, you know, I, I think you don't, you don't have this uh, unlimited trump card where you all the um, the visionary always gets to say, well, I, "I heard you, but we're doing this." You can occasionally, I think, but if mm-hmm. that's your mo, like no one wants to no one wants to work with yeah. that. And yeah. um, and so um, so I think just a healthy respect would be that's a really good way good. To think okay.
0: About so force clarity. Second key to success here for the integrator is to execute, execute, execute. So talk about you got
1: that. It. That's the way I'd say it. Uh,
2: I think the ultimate responsibility uh, for getting stuff done falls to the integrator. Now I'm not. The one doing all of that, right? We have a whole team of folks, but ultimately, that that responsibility does roll up to me. Uh heard it said before uh, that this role can kind of be the CUO, the Chief Unstuck Officer. Mm. And so just making sure that things are moving forward uh, with our team. Checking in, hey, do you have what you need? How can I help? What clarity do you need? And so uh, that's all just uh, big
1: in the execution Yeah, front. and I would say so Eric Kennedy did this earlier, but um, you're not serving just the visionary, you really are serving the team. Yeah, the ministry. Yeah, Our team loves Eric, right? And they're like, we can get a yes, or a, a no vote. We have clarity. We have deadlines. We have clear communication. And you really, as much as anybody, candidly, and it, just to reframe it, uh, you're serving the team yep. and uh, serving, you know, serving the church or serving the staff or serving whatever. And that's how our team uh, views. It. They don't. They don't view Eric as uh, John's hitman. Um, you know uh, right hand of the mob mob boss kind of thing <laughs> they go this guy's just here to help me yeah. and uh, and i'm winning and i'm not frustrated and i'm moving because of eric and um and that real i think if you can view it that way um That just make it. It's a win for everybody. But again, Eric's, you know, superpower is execution, and we we have deadlines on things, and we have thoughtful plans rather than just hey guys, wouldn't it be won't it be great when we're done? Yes, uh, kind of thing. And so that's the value uh, that he plays, and he's just keeping tabs uh, on all that, and and. We've got a tremendous amount of things that are that are in process and getting done because yeah. of.
0: it. So, Eric, when you drive home at the end of the day and you had a really satisfying day, will that day be filled with we got a lot of stuff done and it was execution that fires you up, where you're mm-hmm. coming home and you're like on cloud nine, or is it the day where you sat in the room and just dreamed, dreamed about ideas and and more visionary? So.
2: Yeah. For me, it's it's absolutely uh, that first one. Yep right? Getting stuff done the way God wired me for whatever reason, just tickles my fancy. That, yeah. that, that is, uh, uh, fun. I first that time that phrase. <laughs> first time <laughs> that phrase has ever tickle, been uttered. Tickle my fancy. Do I need to re-record that one? No, no, no wait, gotta, it's in. You've got
1: a bingo card at home and you're like the catchphrases. Now you can, you yeah. can finally, uh, that was, that one up. by the
0: way, that was my band name in high school. <laughs> <laughs> tickle, tickle my fancy. Yeah. Can I find that on Spotify? No, it's not. That music industry is complex and there's some, there's some different areas where that is, but yeah,
2: you know, just a, a quote that I really love is, "Ideation without execution is nothing more than delusion. Like that just hits home with me. Yep. and it doesn't need to with everybody, but I think with this role, it, it really it really does. And so sitting around and, and dreaming, there's a place for it, absolutely, and there's extremely high value, and if the world is filled with people like me, we'd do a bunch of busy work, right That's great. Uh, And so uh, you need that, but uh, ideas alone. that that, that just doesn't get me excited the same way it does John, which
0: is is why I think it's a great partnership. Here's why I think that's helpful for a visionary to hear. There's there's a visionary driving around right now that has a high empathy card, is very sensitive to others, and they hear the word execute, execute, execute. They try that on themselves and they go, I would never want a job like that. And I bet everybody's like me and therefore, why would I hire somebody to do the very things that I don't want to do? So therefore, I'm going to be the executor as well because I'm going to take one for the team and I don't want to ask somebody to do the dirty work. And what that person needs to hear is that God and in his infinite wisdom made people who are just as fired up as you get about ideas and dreaming. He made some people to be just as fired up about execution. And you need to go find that person because right. right. it fires them up. They love it. They love doing the things you hate to do. Yeah. And that's what makes this relationship really work. Absolutely. And, and
1: I, I remember clearly someone telling me earlier, um, you know, John, anything you hate to do, there's someone on this planet that would love To do that, like you need to believe that and think (laughs) that. It's really hard for you to, but just. Just know that it's true. Yeah. That thing you hate, someone is hoping you call them and give them the opportunity to do that. Yeah. And it was, it was really awesome, So
0: when you give Eric an idea and say, help us come up with execution, you just gave him a gift. That's a like feeling, He's just going in and favor. Going, this is what I love to do right <laughs> now, and that's that's awesome. Okay, so force clarity, execute, execute, execute. Uh, number three key to success would be to communicate well with a visionary. So mm-hmm. talk about that. I think it's really important that the integrator... Uh,
2: communicate well with the visionary so that the visionary can trust uh, that the integrator has a good radar for, for what he or she would care about. There you go. Uh, and so, you know, I'll have a, a ton of different things flow through my inbox or, or people pop into my office. And because John and I have established a good level of trust that he knows, that I know, which ones he'll want to speak into, what he wants to care about. It actually allows me and the team to move faster. Yeah. Because, they, you know, it might be nine out of 10 things. I'm like, hey, John wouldn't care about this one. I get to make the call and let's go. And John then uh, can trust that, hey, when there is something I care about, um, He's going to get to speak into it, and so I think communication between the two of us is key. It's not that we have to communicate about everything, but the things that are important for sure. That's great. Uh, and then I would say communication works, you know, between us, and then
0: between me and the team as well. The team needs to have that clear vision of, of what to do. Yeah, uh, and so and what I like that that you're bringing that up and putting that as a key to success on the integrators list because really this conversation so far you could maybe. Draw the conclusion that it's up to the visionary mm-hmm. to do all the communicating, mm-hmm. and what I'm hearing you say is no, no, no. This is a two way street. We are partners in this. We are we are equals, and so I can't just sit there and wait for John to go. Well, you're the visionary. You have to communicate with me. You know, no, I've got to I've got to be able to communicate yeah, with him.
2: I'm the one that is bent towards clarity. Yep. Right. I'm the one who who did, that just satisfies me. Right. And so I view it more as my role almost to extract out of John's head what's there. Yep. Right. And then at the same time to make sure that I know that he's gotten to speak in. To the things
1: he's going to really care about. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, it's like I know, I know you'd care about this one. FYI. Yeah. Right. And what, I don't I don't uh, I don't get CC'd on every email that uh, that Eric sends, but he's there's a there's a, a level of learning here. It's like I know you'd care about yeah. this. And, and conversely, I would say too, like I I I feel like I have to give Eric as much information as I have uh, because he is the one who's sitting in that seat and making sure. Uh, everything's getting done or everybody's working together and so I I do try to you know things that I information that I'm privy to or things like that that I may not share with, with candidly anyone else I make sure to pass on uh, Derek. historically I would sit on that um, and now just in the car or you know in a pop-in meeting just hey I want you to know this I want to bring you up to speed on um, gives uh, everybody uh, who's you know, kind of accountable always wants as much information as possible so That's there's right. there's a uh, there's a level of responsibility for the visionary as well
0: okay so key to success number four is uh, to have a stiff spine so I, I was surprised to see that on the list and I'm Looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that.
2: Yeah, uh, When I think about that, uh, I think about just uh, John and I uh, sitting in an office and talking through new ideas. Yep. right. John's got 10 of them a day, uh, and I think it's my job to really stay in the ring and uh, bat those back and forth. And even if he feels really passionately about something, if I don't think that that's our next best yes, uh, if I think that that wouldn't bless our team at this moment in time to go do that, I need to, to have a stiff enough neck to, to kind of push back yeah. there. And, uh, and and John does a great job at, at respecting me in those moments. Uh, but I view that as a, as a key part of my role is understanding our team and their capacity, what they have on their plate, how far down the road we are on a project, and therefore what the ripple effect is going to be uh, of bringing a new initiative to the table. Yeah, uh, And so it's, it's, uh, it's just fine to say, you know, no, at times, or at least help John understand the cost. Yep. You know, uh, integrators. Oftentimes, I think we can be labeled as the no guys. Yep. Uh, and so I try not to say no. I try to say, hey, we we can. But here's what it would here's what it'd affect. Yeah. Here's what it would cost us, and here's why I don't think now is the time. Yeah, which is a good
0: communication that. back mm-hmm. to yeah. just go. Here's it's ripping up those little sheets of paper to visually show <laughs>
1: totally. them. Hey, here's here's where the resources are. Totally, yeah. And so the, the the phrase we use a lot is, "Hey, stay in the ring with me," or "I'm going to stay in the ring with you on this." Like yep. I'm just I'm not going to roll over uh, on this one. Like uh, hear me say, "This is really important." I, I, I could get to the place where I could capitulate, but uh, I'm going to need you to convince me uh, here. Or hey, I need you to pressure. Test this idea don't don't just tell me that that was a genius idea. Uh, pressure test this with me. You come here. Why, why would why is this a bad idea? What what could go wrong here? Um, what what do I not uh, understand? And so I think that's really good. And then and then Eric's kind of this his bent to is is like not no. Let's think through creative solutions or let's think through sequencing. But I don't walk around and just say no 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 no. I think about um, you know what what if or is there another way or can we. Uh, kind of put this um you know on a different time track than, than you want it's really helpful mm-hmm. and it was just interesting we were talking with our team about uh this relationship and one of the guys uh said i actually like it when we're in a meeting and eric says hey uh have we thought about this and it's not like we're not fighting at all but it but what becomes really really clear is that eric is not just the yes man mm. and it gives them a lot of confidence um that you know that that eric is in, in closed doors he, he and, he can, you know, I don't even like this language, but stand up uh, to me or have have hard conversations. They're like, oh, yeah, that I can see how that relationship works. Um, and so it gives me a lot of comfort. And I really appreciate that. That was one of the comments that one of our uh, one of our team members made. Yeah.
0: And again, it just goes back to that trust and respect that when you have that mutual respect and trust for one another. And I mean, it's just hitting me now as we're having this conversation. This this conversation in visionary integrator is not the same. This is not the same episode as leading up. Correct. Right. This is not a leading up. This is a leading with. And I I think it's really clear to make that in there, because we've done episodes of, hey, how do you work well with a boss and a boss is different you? Mm -hmm. And there's some similar principles of mutual respect and communication and, um, you know, and uh, telegraphing where you're going and what you're thinking and feeling and all that kind of stuff. This is not that conversation. This is not somebody is uh, this is this is we are two partners working at this together for the good of the mission, for the good of the church. And um, and so we've got to be able so sometimes you gotta have a stiff spine and communicate Mm -hmm. well and, and all of this. So I really like that. So those are the keys to success for visionaries and for integrators.
1: All right, John, let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts? Uh, well, hey, Eric, uh, first off, brother, it has been really fun to work with you, to watch your gifts in action, and to see the value that you've added uh, both to our church and to my life personally. So, thank you, uh, brother, for saying yes uh, to that call. And, yeah, li- or,
2: likewise, uh, John. It's uh, It's been really fun for me. It's, it's uh, stretching to work with uh, a high visionary. And I think that's really grown me. Yeah. it's Love it's
1: it. it's it's really has grown me. And so I've loved it. Thank you. Love it. Uh, Adam, last thing I would say is this is probably going to take some time. If you think this is a good next step for you. I remember when we hired you, um, I had to wait what felt like forever. Uh, we yeah. you, we got you to say yes, but it took some time to get you on here. Uh, it's going to be the same thing for this. Like this person isn't just sitting by the phone right now with nothing to do, hoping that you call. Yeah, And so you're going to need to uh, begin to pray. You're going to need to put pencil uh, to paper and kind of uh, sketch out some uh, some key success factors and uh, part of the, the job description. Uh, and then you need, need to shop it. You need yeah. to bring others in and say, who do you know that could fulfill this? Or uh, take people to lunch. It's going to take some time. And this is not preparing uh, a talk that you can knock this out in a, in a couple hours. This is going to be, uh, I think, a, a longer runway. I would say... It's worth it. Hmm. And uh, it's going to take, I know you're busy, uh, visionaries. I know you think you don't have time. I think if you will make time, it will come back to you in spades in a way that you can't really understand uh, just yet. And so, or... Maybe that's five years from now. Yeah. I begin to think about that. Um, but its uh, I, will, I will speak uh, firsthand uh, to what a blessing it is to have someone with a different, completely different skill set than you and gifts and, uh, and do ministry with him.
0: I like it, John. Eric, very helpful. Thank you guys so much. Well, if you guys have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you would like for us to consider for future episodes, please send us an email at clp at watermark.org. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. That helps people find us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.